welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one transformational page of Talmud every day. Come and listen right now, right here on the cusp of Purim to a miraculous page. And here it is. The Gemara returns, reads the quote, to discuss the Mishnah, which stated that the Paschal lamb sacrificed in Egypt was eaten with haste, but the Paschal lambs sacrificed in later years were not. From where do we derive this halacha? The Gemara answers that it is as the verse states, you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Paschal lamb. The word it indicates a detail and teaches that it is eaten with haste, and no other Paschal lamb is eaten with haste, leaving us to wonder, what is the difference, pray tell, between that first Paschal lamb, that first sacrifice that we ate, that first Pesach, that first night we left Mitzrayim, the first night we left Egypt, and all the other Paschal lambs that we eat as we sacrifice nowadays. What is the difference between then and now? What is the difference between these miraculous events we read about in the Bible and our ordinary, humdrum, mundane, less than special lives? Or are they less than special? These are big questions. And when we face such questions, such existential queries, there is really one address, one man we turn to, our friend, our teacher, our Rabbi David Beshevkin. Hello. Liel, what an absolute joy to be talking particularly about this passage tonight because it really holds some very special significance to me, and that's why I'm so smitten, to be quite honest, to be invited to talk about this. What the Talmud is picking up on is that there's a distinction. When we had to serve the Paschal Lamb, what's known as the Karban Pesach in Hebrew— most of the laws that we derive from that Paschal lamb are the same as that original carbon Pesach Paschal lamb that we brought at that very, very first Passover when we left Egypt. But there are a lot of distinctions that only, that only apply to that first, first Paschal lamb. And one of those distinctions is that it needs to be eaten in haste, quickly, very fast. That when we left Egypt, we left in a hurry, and we ate it very, very quickly. We did everything very, very quickly. And then for all subsequent generations, whenever they brought this sacrifice, that law was no longer relevant. Now, why does this distinction have such a special place in my heart? If you'll indulge me for just a moment, it's because when I was around 19, 20 years old, I was introduced to the works of a Hasidic teacher that have continued to animate so much of my thought, and his name was Reb Tzadok HaKohen Melublin. He was born in 1823, he died in 1900, and his thought is characterized by almost like a, I can't even describe it, like a postmodern traditional Hasidic sensibility blending together legal analysis and philosophy. And he was an amazing person for a thousand reasons, none of which we have time to talk about tonight. But I want to share with you one thing. Reb Tzadok was born not in a Hasidic home. He was born in a regular Jewish home, and he was raised in a regular way. He was very brilliant, very smart, but he wasn't brought up Hasidic. And he got married at a fairly young age, as people in Europe did, and his marriage fell apart. 
which is like the kind of story that you don't really hear a lot about from great rabbis. But his marriage fell apart, and it's something that stayed with him his whole life. And after his marriage deteriorated, he began to travel throughout Europe trying to pick up the pieces and make himself whole again. And this is somebody who was scholarly and brilliant, but he couldn't feel that wholeness anywhere until he stumbled onto a Hasidic court known as Ishbitz. And it almost pieced Humpty Dumpty back together again, that for the first time in his life, even for all of his scholarship, for all of his brilliance, he felt that wholeness at the center of his life. And the first work of Hasidus, the first Hasidic idea that Reb Tzadok ever wrote and ever shared with the world is on this very Gemara. And it's a remarkable idea because it's about transformation itself. Because Reb Tzadok himself was going through a point in his life where he was transforming and embracing a Hasidic lifestyle. And he used this passage to highlight the ingredients, the process of transformation. And Reb Tzadok explains the distinction as follows. He says that when you begin on the path of transformation, which is represented by the carbon Pesach, which is represented by Passover and a theme that we've returned to over and over again, representative of our Jewish identity. So when you begin a path, a journey of transformation, you have to be decisive and quick. You can't be very nuanced and careful and slow. Like, Grab hold of the moment, grab hold of the excitement, grab hold of the inspiration, jump into the pool, just immerse yourself in it. And that's what Tzadok says, that's the first step of inspiration. You have that moment of enlightenment, of excitement, of joy. You jump and you throw yourself into this new world and you allow yourself to embrace it and be surrounded by it. You can't say, in, a, in other words, I will start the diet tomorrow. I'll start learning Torah tomorrow. I'll do it eventually. You have to just seize on that spirit that moves you and just get to it right now. Exactly. But... What the Talmud is saying, that mentality does not last your entire life. The only carbon Pesach, the only Paschal lamb that was done quickly and hastily was the first one. Because your initial entry point, that's got to be decisive and quick and with excitement. But afterwards, it has to be slow, methodical, careful, rhythmic, with a cadence, with a nuance. And that's why in all subsequent generations, God said, don't bring your Paschal lamb so quickly because I only need that initial burst of inspiration. I only need you to jump into the center of the circle and start dancing. But once you're there, take your time, move slowly, and enjoy every moment. And Rav Tzodok used this idea about Pesach not only to talk about Jewish identity and transformation in general, but to process his own transformation and a window into his life, which could then subsequently be a window into ours. I absolutely love that. Jump in quick and then move slow. Exactly. Rabbi Beshevkin, thank you as always for being our guide. An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. 
I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one, or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.